We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Do you often wonder what your future holds? What incredible things you stand to accomplish? Where you'll end up in 10 or 15 years? The answers, as many would say, are in the stars. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is The Gift of Destiny. And I'm Jennifer Lee. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading. This week's theme is The Gift of Destiny. And we're going to explore what this mysterious word means to us and how it affects our lives with respect to what we're going to do now in our, in our future. We're going to start with an incredible excerpt from our book written by Cynthia Bryan to read to you. So stay tuned. Take 101, Mom. It's scenic and you can stop by my place to see the farm. Justin, a student in San Luis Obispo, exclaimed, No, take Highway 5. It's ugly, but you'll save four hours, intoned a friend. As Heather's moving day approached, we debated the best driving route from the San Francisco Bay Area to San Diego. It had been an engrossing summer. Heather had turned 18 and graduated from high school, events celebrated with numerous parties and festivities. She and I had flown to San Diego several times, rented an apartment, registered for classes, attended freshman in orientation, walked on the beach and savored glorious sunsets. For two weeks, we traveled throughout eastern Canada visiting Montreal, Quebec City, even Halifax on a mother-daughter adventure. Bidding farewell to my youngest child would be difficult. As it does for every parent, the time had arrived to pack Heather's car and drive her to college. After 22 years of parenting, my husband and I were entering the empty nest. As part of his plant science and viticulture major, our son Justin worked on the farm of Cal Poly University. Because of the five-hour distance, we didn't get to see him often. Although Heather wanted to visit her brother, we were on a tight schedule. After much deliberation and constant mind-changing, we opted for the ugly route. Those extra few hours would give us a bit more time to get Heather settled into her new abode. 
By 9 a.m., it was already 90 degrees and promising to be a scorcher as Heather bid adieu to her dad and barnyard animals. At a store in Moraga, we purchased matching rose-colored glasses with small stars embedded in the corners. Heather was the navigator who calculated the miles traveled by inches driven. We knew that San Diego was approximately 600 miles away, and by Heather's measurements, the distance was 22 inches on the map. Using our mathematical expertise, each inch represented 27.27 miles. Wearing our rose-colored star-studded glasses, we inched our way south. We called Justin from our cell phone with travel updates as we sang the tune Hot Hot Hot. At 12 inches, we made a pit stop in Bakersfield. The cashier sweetly teased us about our matching glasses. Could I buy your glasses? Customers needed them for the grapevine, she chuckled. The grapevine was a dreaded stretch of road just one and three quarters inches ahead. It's a very steep, winding portion of Highway 5 that is notoriously dangerous in the winter months because of black ice, wind, snow, and falling rocks. In the summer months, cars tend to overheat and blow engines with a precipitous climb. I recounted to Heather how in the 1970s, my sister Debbie's car had caught fire and burned when she was coming to UCLA to visit me. Our dad drove all the way from Napa to rescue her, towing her totally charred car back to our ranch. It was really hot. The thermometer registered 109 as we climbed the grade without air conditioning. Even with our rose-colored glasses, it looked smoggy, smoky, and spooky. Heather, are we smoking? I questioned as I strained to look in my side mirrors for any telltale signs. At that moment, I had a gut sensation that something was wrong with the car. Something feels funny on the car, Heather. There's no smoke, Mom, but pull over. You always told me to pull over and check when you get that gut feeling. Semi-trucks and cars zoomed past us as I moved into the farthest right-hand lane. Distressed autos littered the roadside. We popped the hood to check the engine. No smoke, but the radiator was empty. I called AAA Road Service and described our condition. You've either blown a head gasket or your transmission. In any case, you'll need to be towed on a flatbed truck because your vehicle has four-wheel drive. Are you in a safe place? Were we safe? We didn't have a clue, but we had our cell phone. In Moraga, our friends and neighbors had a mantra whenever anyone needed assistance, be it a raccoon under the deck, a cat retrieved from a high branch, or a car pulled from a ditch. An adaption from the movie Ghostbusters. The slogan was, who are you going to call? Justin, that's who. Justin never failed to drop everything to help a soul in need. His emergency aid was highly valued and extremely appreciated. Heather dialed his number. Justin answered, Hi, brother. It's your favorite girls. Our car broke down. Give me the details, he said, as he instructed us on what to look for in the engine. You've either blown a head gasket or your transmission. I'm coming to get you. I looked at our map. Justin, you are seven inches away from us. That's too far. We already called AAA. They'll tow us to LA. Justin wanted the car towed to San Luis Obispo so he could repair it. He figured if we were towed to some unknown unknown garage in Los Angeles, we'd end up with a gigantic bill and possibly be stranded in a truly unsafe location. At that moment, a AAA truck pulled up just as soon as my cell phone rang. It was Justin. He wanted to talk to the driver. 
Your son wants me to haul you to me- to a meeting place on Highway 56, where he'll pick you up on a flatbed tra- trailer. It's the halfway point. Despite our predicament, Heather and I were in a festive mood. We felt rather playful, as if our rose-colored glasses would somehow make a difference. How can you two be so happy when your car is kaput and you are traveling 200 miles back the way you came, and the temperature outside could fry an egg? The driver asked as we sat in the back seat, exchanging quips. We have rose-colored glasses, and it must be our destiny to see Justin after all, we giggled. Highway 56 was the most desolate road we'd ever seen. We drove 3.66 inches, and as promised, there at the arranged intersection, Justin waited with a flatbed trailer, prepared to rescue his girls. Justin had driven over 120 miles to save us. He and the AAA driver moved our battered explorer to to Justin's trailer. We extended our thanks to our AAA savior, and off we went on a journey towards the coast. We traveled another 4.4 inches to Justin's barn in San Luis Obispo, where he safely parked our vehicle. After a great meal and lots of familial conversation, we showered, then plopped our weary heads on pillows at Justin's house. This detour had been champagne for our souls. We finally did make it to San Diego in a rented 20-foot U-Haul truck after 22 hours of traveling and several extra inches by taking the slow, pretty route. The upside was where we were able to visit with our hero, Justin, spending precious time with him as he had originally requested. Heather made it to the university on time for classes, and we learned that things don't always go as planned. Usually, something better shows up. Sometimes what seems like an inconvenience or disaster is, in fact, a blessing in disguise. Justin installed a new transmission in Heather's car, saving her the trouble of tasking it to a repair shop. And the fact that she didn't have a vehicle at college for the first semester was a great way to meet people as she had to walk everywhere. No matter how you plan, destiny intervenes. Roll with the punches. And the takeaway from all of this is that serendipitous opportunities seem to find us when we are making other plans. If you want to predict your future, you have to create it yourself. However, keep in mind that you can never push the river. It just flows. The next time something does not go the way you planned it, take a deep breath. Discover the blessing and see the beauty. If you have difficulty driving your destiny, buy a pair of rose-colored glasses and live each day the way it comes. When the going gets tough, laugh, be grateful, and know that memories are made of moments like these. Everything can change within a couple of inches, Smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. And as Cynthia Bryan says, there may be something better around the corner. Wear rose-colored glasses and judge your travels by the smiles, not the miles. Oh, I really, really do love that story, Jennifer. I think it highlights that crucial point that we all have to eventually come to terms with. The idea that no matter how much we may want to try to plan out our future, we simply can't. We just have to kind of take the cues Follow the, the signs that are along the road of life that we're traveling on and live accordingly. Yeah, and also I really like the idea that even, even if you can't change something, as long as you accept it and you see all the good, good side of it, it'll, it might just be better than what you had hoped for in the beginning. Right, right. You know, sometimes it's kind of difficult to plan fun things ahead of time. And the fun just kind of comes along with the journey if you let it roll 
And I know one thing for sure. I want to go buy myself a pair of rose-colored glasses. Yeah. (laughs) I should buy my mom a matching pair, too. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for engaging in this thrilling story reading with me about what it means to embrace your destiny. I think it's really important information to keep in mind as we journey through our lives that we may not be able to control what happens to us. But as the old saying goes, we can always control our attitude with regard to what happens to us. And we can choose to live positive and view life through rose-colored glasses. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Jennifer Lee. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay here, right here with us as we continue our conversation on destiny. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about the gift of destiny. And I'm Jennifer Lee. So today's theme is the gift of destiny, and that's such a heavy topic. And it's it's really, it's such a mystery to me because I still don't understand it. I don't know if I should believe it or if I'll grow to like it, but I know I can sing about it. <laughs> so... Um, I have this really great song. It came out a lot of, a long time ago, but it's still been a favorite of mine and it's still on the radios. And it's about living freely and really, although you might not have a really structured plan for yourself, like what some people might 
their interpretation of destiny might be, I think it's really it's a good starting point for imagining your life. So this is Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson, and I hope you enjoy listening. Thanks.
you so much. Um, wow, Jennifer. <laughs> I know I tell you this every time you perform on the show, but your voice blows me away each and every time. And you are so talented. And I hope you take your talents really far and spread them around the world because I wish and I hope that more and more people could hear how lovely your voice is. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> so I remember when the song first came out. Um, I don't know, Hannah, if you've watched this movie, but it came out in Princess Diaries 2. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Not not actually, but it's it's such a great movie. But I remember I was really young when I watched it, but I guess music exceeds all lines of gender or age or race. But even when I heard that song in the movie, I, I was actually crying. And it wasn't even a sad moment either. So I guess that moment just really stuck with me and why that song stuck with me all this time. Yeah, you but, know, I think I remember the scene where that was. I think the princess was walking out of her carriage and I think she greeted all the little children yeah. that, were right ne- that were right by her alongside mm-hmm. cheering for her. And I think that was a perfect song for that moment because in the song it talks about breaking away and living your dreams and embracing who you really are and that's such a great message to impart to children and especially when children are in the proximity of their role models of their idols that message can be imparted to them much more fluidly yes definitely and what I really enjoyed about this song is that it kind of It talks about, if you hear in the first few lines, it talks about a small town girl trying to achieve her dreams. And that just really speaks to me because I live in a really small town and it's really just like the picture perfect town. It's just nice residential homes, nice suburbia on the outskirts of a big city. But nothing really ever happens here. And I really hope, as much as I love my home, I really hope to break away sometime and really experience the world. And I feel like that's kind of my my version of my destiny because I feel like I'm meant to do bigger things than to, you know, just although it's a really great life than to just get married and have four kids and and just leave a lead a really simple life. I think I want a bit more uh, excitement than that. So I think that's why the song was really great to me. Well, in the song, one of my favorite lines, I think, was, I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. And I think that what, what I love about that line is that it can, everyone can take that and apply it to their own lives in different ways. You know, I, and I think at different ages, at different stages in your life, that can mean something different. For example, I know when I was just a young girl, maybe six or seven years old, I wanted nothing more than to be able to ride a bike. To me, you know, without training wheels, of course, (laughs) to me, that represented true freedom Um, because I could just imagine riding down the sidewalk, feeling the wind blowing through my hair. And that was the epitome of liberty and and embracing the sort of free thinking spirit. And so for me, that was spreading my wings and learning how to fly. Now, being a teenager, I just got my driving permit. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, in a way, kind of spreading my wings and learning how to fly takes on the form of finally being able to drive. And I'm really looking forward to actually getting my real license. Um, so I think it really does depend kind of on your age, your stage of life that you're in, and the goals that you have for yourself at that particular time. For yeah. me, I'm going to be heading off to college pretty soon in just mm-hmm. about a month. Gosh, I'm going to be moving all the way to the other edge of the nation. I'm from California right now. So 
that's another way of kind of spreading my wings and learning how to fly, being on my own for the first time and finding my feet beneath myself. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, I'm still going to be a senior, but I'm already excited about college. And I'm, and I'm super envious of you, Hannah, even though it's, <laughs> I still have time. I, I just, I just want to break out of here. So are there any things that you're really excited to do about college and like trying new things? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I visited um, back in April. And, I, and, you know, kind of getting a feel of the Cambridge, Massachusetts environment. I know that there's a lot of great eateries that I'm going to want to frequent and different interesting foods that I'm going to want to try. Boston has a lot of great seafood options. And where I'm located right now in the Central Valley in California, we don't have very much, <laughs> you know, fun, yeah. high quality seafood options here. And so that's a little something that I can kind of dive into and get a taste of something new and fresh and different. And I think just in general, this idea of having to plan ahead things on my own and not really just having that, you know, person checking up with you every hour yeah, or so definitely. to see what you're doing. Are you on track? You're not procrastinating, right? You know, that sort of thing. It's all going to be on my own, planning it out in my agenda. And then another thing that's really going to be interesting for me is getting acclimated to the different weather and the different climate over there. Because it gets really cold and it snows. And where I'm living right now, it never snows. I think the last time it snowed was like maybe 30, 40 years ago for like half an hour on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. So that'll be really, really interesting. I, I think I have a lot of different changes to welcome in my life, to embrace in my life. And it's, it's the destiny that I'm embracing wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I think the idea of breaking away is not only just living your life as much as you want, I think it's another surge of responsibility. And it's, and it's like the ugly side of being an adult. But I think that's just what it makes it better. Because I think that having that responsibility really signifies you as not a teenager anymore. And you're not, you're not just like a naive little girl anymore. I think that's what's really great about it, too. And, you know, as we're talking about this idea of breaking away, I'm getting... An, an image of like a flower or, you know, with the stem and everything. And even though you can break the stem in half, the xylem and the phloem and the veins going through that stem are still part of the stem to which the flower is attached. And so I think the point I'm trying to make is that even when you break away, the thing to which you were originally attached is still part of you. And so even though I might kind of be breaking away from my hometown now that I head off to college, that the peace of my community and everything that I've learned from where I've been, all the people I've met and the experiences that I've had will never truly leave me. They're still inside me. They'll serve as lessons. They'll serve as guide points along the way. And I'm so grateful for everything that I've been able to experience in my hometown. I know it's really going to serve me well off in college. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much, Jennifer, for sharing all your insight and your lovely musical talents. It's incredible what the world of song can reveal to us, particularly about destiny. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Hannah Hundel. And I'm Jennifer Lee. And remember to visit our charity site at btsya.org for information on upcoming events, activities, and more. We'll be back in the next segment as we continue our conversation on destiny.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Jennifer Lee, and today's hot topic is the gift of destiny. And I'm Hannah Hundle, and this topic has so many layers, and each person's journey is unique. And the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines destiny as, quote, a power that is believed to control what happens in the future, end quote. I think most people would agree with that definition, the word holds a very forward-looking connotation. And I've actually observed, just in my experiences, that usage of the term can make some people a little bit uncomfortable for that very reason. Because we seem to live in a culture that heavily underscores living in the moment and not letting emphasis on the future rob us of our present joy. Well, I think it's important to live for the now and embrace spontaneity. I don't think that mentality has to be completely incompatible with the idea that we can take small, smart steps to prepare ourselves for a happy, healthy future. You know I had to throw that healthy in there because being the program's Health with Hunter reporter, I believe that well-being and happiness are intimately linked. And with that in mind, I want to provide you all some tips about little things that you can do each day that boost your overall health and can prepare you for that happy, healthy future that we all dream of. So first of all, I want to talk about a really important topic, something that typically does not get hit on very often. It's kind of one of those things that flies by under the radar, but it's so important to be aware of this, particularly if you have a job or if on a daily basis you're sitting for long periods of time. 
If you've maybe been cracking away at paperwork on your desk, sitting in an airplane for hours on end, or lounging on the couch watching TV, it's incredibly important to take breaks to stretch and keep that blood flowing. Deep vein thrombosis or blood clots in the leg veins that are not visible to the eye from the outside can generate serious health repercussions. You want to keep those muscles active, so you want to fire those glutes and quads and hamstrings and loosen the hips. And so if you have room around you, you can, I highly encourage you to pick an appropriate time to wake up your body again with some exercises if you've had a long period of immobility. Some things you can do include holding a squat position for 30 to 45 seconds, releasing for a brief rest, and repeating. To open up the hips, you can lay with your back on the floor, bend your right knee, and bring it directly over the hips so it's making sort of a 90-degree angle. And bend your left knee such that you allow your left ankle to rest upon your right knee. And at first, this position might feel a little strange or so, but that's probably just because you're tight in your hip flexors. And unfortunately, that's pretty normal because with the sort of sedentary lifestyle that a lot of us have adopted nowadays, we're not stretching the areas in our body that we really need to. And you can hold that position for about a minute or so until you feel that deep stretch. And then you want to repeat it on the other side for sure. And to bring some energy back into your back, seated forward bends are great. Simply sit with your legs and bottom on the floor and lean forward as far as you can. The more flexible you are, the more chance you'll be able to touch your toes. You don't want to lean too forward to the, to the extent that you feel pain, but you do want to give yourself a healthy little stretch. And when you're done, as a counterbalance, And that's really, really important to stretch your back in both ways to ensure that you're not getting any uneven curvature in the spine. You're going to want to put your hands on the floor behind you and push your bottom up. And make sure your fingers are pointed forward when your hands are placed on the floor in that way. And when you've completed that series, you can slowly roll down onto the floor, almost as if you can feel each vertebrae of your spine touching the floor individually. Then you should be completely lying down on your back now, and with your legs straight, slowly bring them up directly overhead your hips. And while you're doing that, be careful not to give way in the low back, because sometimes when you do that, if your abdominal muscles aren't very strong yet, you may feel a curvature in the back, whereby your sacrum is pressing into the floor, but kind of the mid-back is above, and that can really give way to your low back. So make sure not to do that, so be careful. But once your feet are directly up, you can stretch your feet out a little bit, and make sure, make sure your shoes are off for this. And I always like to flex and point my feet a few times, particularly if I've been wearing high-heeled shoes. I know there's been plenty of studies done that people who wear high-heeled shoes, their arches and their foot start to really hurt after even just a couple hours. And it can actually change the shaping of your foot, and it can cause some serious health problems. And so you want to make sure that you're giving your feet a little bit of TLC. So point and flex, point and flex. And releasing that tension, I promise you, feels really, really good. And as a double whammy, you're awakening your ab muscles because we're working to keep your legs up high. So these are just some recommendations of different stretches you can do for different parts of the body, particularly the lower portion of your body because that's what's really getting hit hard when you're sitting or slouching around all day. You also may want to stretch out your arms a little bit, do some arm circles. And when you think you've done a good amount of stretching and your blood is flowing again, You can step back down and continue to do what you were originally doing. Just remember not to slouch 
sit in a way such that you can maintain your posture. That's really, really important. And I know that even for me, as I'm headed off to college, I'm trying to think of all these different things I can do to keep my health up, even when I might be in probably the really pressure pressure center atmosphere of college. You know, everything's going to be really different, but I know that the one thing I'm going to want to keep the same is my health. And so sitting upright and straight to maintain that good posture and doing these stretches to avoid that deep vein thrombosis and exercising on a regular basis will be key for me, as I hope it will be key for you um, to continue our health. Another tip for someone of any age is getting uninterrupted sleep. Now, depending on your age, you probably want about a good eight hours or so of sleep each night. And in an ideal situation, you'd want to shut off your phone completely. But I know a lot of us, myself included, use the alarm features in our phones. Um, So one thing you can do is just notify your loved ones when not to contact you according to when your bedtime is, unless for emergency purposes. And you also want to try to avoid being on your phone for at least 45 minutes or so before you go to sleep. Because having an excessive influx of light too close to your bedtime can mess up the circadian rhythms that we have. And circadian rhythms are just natural biological clocks. And, you know, sometimes in studies it's shown that perhaps people who work the late shifts, you know, it it changes their circadian rhythms and that does have health repercussions. And that all has to do with the influx of light that you're getting because in back in, you know, 300, 400, 500 years ago, when people weren't using technological devices so heavily, um, the biological clocks dictated that you would begin to feel kind of sleepy at nighttime and you'd feel awake in the morning. But when you, when you have so much light around you, it kind of awakens you. And in, in the case of it being at nighttime, when you need to go to bed, that's not a good thing. And so I think these are just a couple of great tips to keep in mind as you, know, you journey through your life. Small things that you can do on a regular basis to keep yourself healthy and well, and that I think leads to a happiness and a really well life. Yeah, and so Hannah, I while you were saying that first part about stretching, I, I was actually doing these, and I I just didn't <laughs> notice how like slouched my back was. As soon as you said that, I was like, I really just like propped myself up, but I didn't like. It's just a couple inches in difference. Like, well, a couple inches is a lot, but that couple inches just changed my entire line of vision by like at least a good two inches. So thanks for that. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, it is really incredible because you don't sense it because I know that when I was younger growing up um, and we were staying with my great grandmother, one thing, anytime I was kind of walking around the house or just sitting down, her kind of go to phrase was always sit up, sit up, like, you know, stop slouching. And so now sometimes, you know, just in my head, her voice pops in and I hear that again, like, sit up straight, sit up straight. And, it, and it's really incredible. I mean, even right now, I kind of repositioned my back. So I'm like, I think I'm yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of those stretches, too, they really do wake up parts of the body mm-hmm. that we kind of neglect. Yeah. I forget and to give a little TLC, too. Yeah. And as a student, as I'm always, like, sitting down, I didn't realize how, how like 
like cramped my body got um, over the couple years that I've been living on my chair studying. And I didn't realize like when I was young, I could do all these incredible contortions with my body. I swear I could have been in the um, Olympics for like gymnastics. (laughs) But now like I can barely move my legs. So I've just started stretching on a daily basis. And it's really helping me. And it's like I do it so often that my legs sometimes hurt when I don't. And I hope that's a good sign. That means like I'm stretching my muscles. But yeah, I would really highly encourage anybody who's not stretching to do so because it's just really helping my body um, stay really uh, up to par a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, these are just very small little things that totally a busy person can do. But I think they really do help contribute to your overall well-being. And I think you need to be healthy and well and b- before really anything else great can happen in your life. You know, I think you're your best self when you're your healthiest self. And, of course, healthy for each person means a different thing. And we have to keep that in mind as well. But you, can, you can't really have your arms out and embrace all these other great opportunities that might be coming way in your life if you're neglecting your body. Yes. And as yeah. the Health Lieutenant Reporter, I so strongly believe that and try to spread that message on the program. Yeah, and especially as I sing, it's, it's posture is incredibly important, and even stretching. Uh, uh, it's a lot of voice teachers have talked to me about how different parts of your body can react to different stretches that you do and different exercises. So it's just one example of how exercises can really be affected by how uh, you stand up or you sit up. Right, right, and I loved your line that you know, living on our chair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really does, unfortunately, describe the modern student. And I know that if I've been writing a paper for hours and hours on end or even typing, my wrists kind of start to feel really cramped up in addition to my feet. And so I'm always trying to figure out ways to, I'm, you know, I'm very in tune with my body. I pay attention to my body. So I'm always trying to figure out ways to release the tension in the areas that I think really need a little tender, loving care. And I think only you can decide that for yourself, but make sure you're paying attention to your body. Yeah. And uh, as I always like to think, um, if you want to love other things, you really need to love your body as well. Yeah. So thank you, Henna, for some really great tips to keep in mind. There's so much to discuss regarding um, these topics. So during the break, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Jennifer Lee. And I'm Henna Hundle. Also during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of destiny. And I'm Jennifer Lee. We're going to get a slightly different perspective on the topic now from our reporter, Brigitte Gia. Brigitte is a high school student who loves comics, particularly Japanese manga. And she's back with another installment of her segment, Art Attack. Hi, Brigitte. Hey, guys. It's Brigitte. Do you ever wonder what you'll do in your lifetime and why? Fate and destiny are two subjects that artists have struggled with for countless eras, spitting out, in the process, works from ancient portrayals of creation and subsequent apocalypse to pieces created in the present day, all of them trying to predict the outcome of our future. In this week's segment of Art Attack, we'll be delving into a discussion about different artists' predictions relating to the destiny of different subjects and how these artists understood the possible outcomes of the factors in their predictions. So what is the destiny of the human race? Many artists have tried to work with a certain concept of how they think humanity will evolve on both the grander and more minuscule scale of things. So we've got a lot of mythology that has to do with this and corresponding art that displays this mythology. Uh, for example, the North myths, the Norse myths about the end of the world called the Ragnarok and also the famous Mayan prediction of the end of the world in 2012, which has been made famous by the internet. So there's also a lot of artwork that's tied in with the idea of destiny. For example, American Progress by John Gast deals with the 19th century of idea of U.S. manifest destiny, or the idea that the United States of America had a divine right to the territory spanning westward across the North American continent. This painting really depicts a lot of the American citizens' beliefs on what the United States should become and what the United States' destiny was, which was to span across the entire North American continent. So really the painting displays destiny on a grand scale in terms of a country. So it doesn't display individual destiny, but it doesn't display like the destiny of the human race. So it's kind of on a grander scale, but it's not on the biggest scale ever. And the painting itself really displays a bright future with glowing pigments and this kind of emboldened representation of the young United States striding westwards with a pool of like canvas-covered wagons at her feet. So she's striding into unknown territory, which kind of symbolizes the United States' goal and 
manifest destiny of trying to gain all the territory between the East Coast and the West Coast. Portraying a much smaller line of fate, on the other hand, is Van Gogh's The Potato Eaters. It depicts peasants in a kind of cold, true light, because in the painting, they have a kind of ragtag appearance, and Van Gogh really tries to use the color scheme, the blue somber color scheme in this painting, to draw severe attention to the peasants' ephemeral existence. So in the painting, we have a peasant family in a cold room. Everything is kind of tinted blue. And we have them sitting at this wobbly little table eating potatoes, you know, eating the blood of the earth. You know, the potato really comes from the earth, and it kind of symbolizes immigration and poverty. So the painting suggested that the destiny of these pe peasants is forever locked in place. You know, they've got days of labors to earn their daily bread, and they've worked so hard on growing these potatoes to be able to eat them, to be able to survive. Yet, in the painting, there's really something noble about these workers in their sorrows, because they're always able to persevere with their circumstances and keep on living in their monotonous, bleak destiny and find something to survive for, always. And so really the painting is kind of noble in its depiction of this really saddened destiny. On a bigger scale is The Scream by Edvard Munch, another painting, and it's hinting at a bleaker destiny, kind of for all of mankind. So this is definitely the grandest scale. Um, the painting itself depicts kind of a singular figure, but the meaning behind the painting is really hinting at the end of the human race and what will happen to us, what is our destiny. Munch was inspired by what he described as the sky turning blood red, blood and tongues of fire above the blue-black fjord and the city. These images, apparently seen while he was walking with a few companions across the aforementioned fjord, kind of appear in the color scheme of the resulting work. Perhaps Munch was offered a glimpse of the end, as the colors potentially given to the sky above him when he saw that scene that evening might have come from a volcanic eruption with the power to tint the clouds crimson red for several months in 1883 and 1884. This volcano kind of relates to a certain supervolcano in modern times in Yellowstone that, if it erupts, may cover North America in ashes and completely block out the sunlight in the earth for several months, which would mean no crops and a subsequent dying out of the human race. So really these two eruptions kind of have a correlation with each other. The eruption that Munch might have seen had the same everlasting powerful effect on the human race that this supervolcano might. And so really I think that Munch was definitely offered a glimpse of what the human race might have as its destiny, and he kind of put that into this painting. So all of these artists kind of ruminate about the true destiny of humankind, whether in larger or smaller proportions. It's difficult to define your own destiny, and so we as human beings may really wonder if we are, in fact, controlling ours. Because with exponential population growth, added pollution, and the global tensions that the modern day has, people really do wonder if humankind can control and curb the outcome of its own destiny. 
But personally, I think that works of art such as these, the aforementioned works of art, might display the grip that humanity has on its own reality and the depth of human thought that these artworks show strongly espouses the belief that humanity has the potential to determine where it ends up. Wow. Wow, that's so great, Brigitte. Every time you come on the program, you blow me away with your knowledge of such a wide variety of artistic pieces. You really do educate us and entertain us at the same time. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And I wonder, for you personally, you know, destinies can be bleak or fantastic. And if it was up to you, would you like to know your destiny or would you rather leave it in the realm of the unknown? Um, I feel that if I was given the choice of knowing my destiny, I really would like to choose to understand how I might end up or how I might really find my life to go to. But I feel like it really depends on whether I would be able to change my destiny or not, you know? Because to be honest, I feel like destiny itself is very ambiguous in its definition because we don't really know if anything is predestined or not. So really, if my life was set in its destiny, then I feel like knowing where I end up might not be such a bad thing. Maybe I would enjoy life a bit more with the certainty of knowing where I would end up because I wouldn't have to worry about my choices as much. Basically, you wouldn't have to worry about consequences if you already knew where you were going to end up. So you might enjoy life a bit more. And for example, if you knew you were becoming an artist later in life, you wouldn't have to worry about regretting not going to law school. You know, if you took a different path, you wouldn't have to worry about that decision. So I really think it would just make life easier to, to know where you end up. Yeah, and I, I really agree with you because I'm always like, oh, should I major in music? I don't know. I really like to mm -hmm. sing. But I would, I would really like to know in the future if I, would, if I would be successful or not. Because if I were, I would choose that career in a heartbeat. But I think also in a way... It's kind of sadistic fun, but it might take the fun out of life. I don't know. I think yeah. there's a, a certain excitement to not knowing and to not being able to predict that really shapes you as a person. So I think there's, I think there's two ways that you can go on that. Exactly. So you could, I don't know, maybe there's a thrill to making a choice that you don't know where it's going to lead. You know, if you want to, for example, before college, take like a gap year and you don't know where that's going to lead. You could be in India riding elephants by next year, or you could be going to law school. You never, you never know, really. And I guess that's also a thrill in life. So maybe, maybe if you knew where you were going to end up, but then you also had a few uncertain types of things, or maybe if you had more than one destiny that you could choose, and that, mm -hmm. would, that would make it more fun, I guess. And that would make the thrill of the unknown kind of um, correspond, kind of put into this, really. Yeah. yeah. So people like choices as well, you know. Not, not a lot of people might want to end up in this one predestined place, you know. I want to be able to choose where I'm going to go. Right. So there's definitely two takes on this question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Rajid, for adding your insight to this really intriguing topic. Mm -hmm. Destiny as conveyed through art is a timeless sight to behold. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show gave us different perspectives on destiny, from music to art to personal experiences. Dare to dream, forge ahead, and seize your greatness. It's what we're meant to do. 
Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Michael. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Jennifer Lee. And I'm Hannah Hundle, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be ready to embrace your destiny, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.